No, damn it, I told him I'm not doing it without a raise. Oh, sorry. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Podcast, episode 55. I'm Peter Puller, and thanks to our sponsors, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, with six offices, Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti. Call 1-800-GET-HAIR. Joe Fish Restaurants in North Andover and North Reading. As REO Speedwagon said, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> My Grandma's Coffee Cake, the best in the world, which nobody can deny, which nobody can deny... MyGrandma.com and by BetOnline.ag. Can you do better, Mikey, on your bets? You betcha! <laughs> now, live from Sudbury, Massachusetts, the former home of Babe Ruth, currently home of the squeaky voice Tony Maserati, here's your podcast, I guess is what it is, number 55, with your host, three-time Emmy Award-winning Lyft driver extraordinaire, Mikey Adams, <laughs> with the amazing Bill Smith, the lazy Ben Kitchen, Ben Buddy the dog, and today, I'm so happy you can take that, that vibrato out of there. Uh, that's not Peter Puller anymore? No. <laughs> so, so, okay. Do we sound the same, though? Yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, we, we went to the same school of broadcasting. He sounds expensive. Connecticut School of Broadcasting, Dick Robinson, babe. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, we have a guest in the studio with us, and he's totally alarmed at what he's seen so far yeah. <laughs> in here. When he arrived, he looked shocked. He said, this is, I don't know if I really should have said yes. This is exactly what I expected. This is uh, the co-host of the Mark and Shithead Show on Mm -hmm. WEIFM Providence 103.7, Mark Dondero. It's a pleasure to be here. Let me tell you a quick story to start off. So I got to see this right now, okay? This is the first time I've ever seen you work. And 10 years ago, when I was getting into TV, Mm -hmm. I actually, there's this guy that I'm close to. We stayed in touch. His name's Maury Levine. He used to work at NECN. I know Maury. You know Maury. Yes, I do. So I used to know his hair, too, when he had it okay okay so anyway i so he tells me he's talking to me i'm talking about him you know i want to get into tv he tells me this guy mikey adams used to be a huge talent super talented guy so i reached out to necn in search of tapes to try to study you yeah couldn't get him, him. never yeah. got him, never heard back, but it's a pleasure to see you work. <laughs> that's because they're on the old format one-inch tape that went out in 1993. <laughs> Did you notice the key there? Used to be talented. That's right. Yeah. Well, and I admit that. I, you know, there was a time when, uh, you know, especially when I had a lot of cocaine. Mm. Would you say you've lost your talent? <laughs> no, I've just lost a lot of uh, energy, <laughs> a lot of, you know, inspiration. I'm not driven. Uh, by anything, but Maury Levine, I, you know, he was my intern. I, I had a guy call me up one time. It was actually, you know, who it was? Remember the guy that that prosecuted all the priests, uh, Eric McLeish, the lawyer. Yeah, that's right. He was a really, really good guy. He used to come on NECN and do, you know, legal talk. And he called me one day. He said, "Can you do me a favor? I got this friend of mine. His son wants to get into TV. His name's Maury Levine. Can you hire him as an intern?" I said, "Yeah. Any friend of yours is a friend of mine." Brought Maury in, and it was the best thing I ever did when I was at <laughs> Neck because he, he was he became a character on the show. Yep, that's right. And Mike. he was the easiest guy. <laughs> if you say so, Mike. Um, he, he was the easiest guy to work with. And so, how do you know Maury, though? He, I was an intern under him at NECN in 2006. Oh, you were? Yeah. So we have a coaching tree going here. This is great. So. This is great. Uh, how old are you? You know, about <laughs> 106. But don't I look good for my age? Sure. The, the, the uh, intern tree at NECN was remarkable. Now that I know you're on it, Maury was on it. Uh, John Meter Perel was an intern. John Ryder was an intern. Uh, Christian Megliola, you know, we had all these great people. And they all went on, did much better than I ever thought of doing in my life. Uh, and, and Ben, if you just were too young to be an intern, I guess, in the nineties, right? How old were you in the nineties? In the nineties, yeah, I turned ten in the nineties. Did you? I did. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not that old. How you doing now? How I'm do you guys? I'm only like thirty five. How did you years guys meet? Because you have the radio show on one hundred three point seven FM, and I've listened to it a lot of times, and uh, it sounds good. But who? But who well, we you? appreciate that. Uh, what happened was the co-host I was originally doing the show with just sort of up and left. It was the yeah. weirdest thing. I've never gotten an explanation. Um, <laughs> but he left, whatever, uh, and I needed a new co-host. So uh, the guy who, who runs the station down there put some names together, and Ben was on it. So we decided we'd meet up for a beer at uh, American Joe's Bar and Grill in oh. Dedham, Massachusetts. Ah. 
So and we met up for a beer. It, it worked, and here we go. And, and the rest is history. Now, right. you, one thing I'm going to criticize about your show is you don't give out your phone number enough. We I don't do you, that. We should do that. I heard more. you saying something, and I wanted to call in and go, whoa, 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 or even pretend I was somebody else on your. On I, your I don't even know the number. Well, why don't you give out the number more? Because callers can yeah, be Mark, an, Jesus. an important I gotta do that. part I gotta of the do show. That. I know. I know. The part of the problem is I feel like we don't have a ton of time, and we have a lot to say, and sometimes we... You know, sometimes the calls kind of get in the way. Well, they, they can, certainly. Two-hour show. I mean, it's not a ton of time. But to you can honest, dispose of the calls quickly if they suck, too. True. You know? But our you producers laugh at a them. stone's throw away from being in a home. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the you weirdest mean, call? Mean, the the old old side? He's not listening. What yeah. kind of home? The old side? Or you is know, he homeless? Padded. <laughs> a home with padded rooms. Okay. Yeah, rubber rooms. Okay, I've been in there. You can learn a lot in a rubber room, especially if you read the graffiti. Um, so the the show is really called Mark and Kitchen, yeah, not Mark and Shithead. I was kidding. Thanks. I was just I was like <laughs> screwing around. I wanted to find out if he's Italian first because that's you know a serious. You got to find out if a guy's serious. If he's Italian, he's pretty serious about the stuff you're supposed yeah. to be serious about. What if he's what not Italian? What does that mean? Yeah, I what need are to the things he's to supposed to be serious about? Well, if I need to explain to you, then you you need to learn a little bit about the Italian. Culture. I'm trying to. I'm asking you directly. <laughs> What what is everything what I know it? about the Italian culture I learned from Pete Shepard. What? What? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Oh god. Jeez, get the Febreze. That's, right. <laughs> That's why no, you smell I love awful. Pete. I love Pete. Um what is it wor like working with a broadcast legend like Ben Kitchen? You know, I think we get along well. Uh let me say this. I'll say this right now, okay? And you're going to laugh. You're not going to want to hear this. This guy here is a really talented broadcaster. Now I know. Listen <laughs> to me. Listen uh, to me. Oh, God. I know he's viewed as some producer, <laughs> some shit. This guy can talk, some and he's shit. good. I know. Okay? And he. Let me say this. He's better than people that are on the air today in Boston, in my opinion. Yeah. Like who? He's good. <laughs> well, that's why we traded him to be on this show with that. What do we have? A potted plant. That's right. There. That was difficult. That was, that was the big negotiation. <laughs> no, 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 but it's just, it was it, a small rubber tree. It pisses me be off specific. because this guy, he's good and he doesn't get enough credit for being a good talker because he has the producer label on him. Now, does he fart sure. in the studio? Oh, God. He actually, actually, I'll give him some credit. He he steps out sometimes. You know, so far, yeah. Yeah. I go to the producer's he room. He steps out to do it. Yeah. I learned from you to walk to the producer's room. Yeah. Rip ass. You don't want to offend anybody except the, the producer. You know, to anybody that's not in broadcast. It's a small room they can't leave. Right. That's the mark of a professional broadcaster. Well, you know, when I started. <laughs> hey, it's been done to me so many <laughs> times, you have to just pat, pay it forward. I learned it from Haley Joel Osman. When I was at WCCC in Hartford, there was a giant ashtray. It had to be about 10, 12 feet. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, it was huge, and it sat right. You know, within an arm's reach, and you just smoke butts all all day. You could even early enough, you could smoke weed in there <laughs> uh, until the staff came in around nine. You could smoke probably weed in there till about seven thirty, and then no one would ever notice. <laughs> and the the ashtray would fill up with butts and you know roaches and was a big glass ashtray. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge, huge ashtray. And and the Cy Dresner, who you know became famous when Howard Stern made fun of him in his movie. Yes. Um, He'd come in, and he would be, like, really concerned about the getting ashes on the turntable, you know, and all that. Oh. I said, dude, I'm on the air talking about, you know, tits and, shit <laughs> and stuff, and you're concerned about the ashes that might fall. That's the mark of a professional broadcast. <laughs> Eventually, you couldn't smoke anywhere anymore, but at that time, it was totally cool to smoke anywhere. Yeah. How bad the microphone smell? I was a smoker. I don't smoke anymore, but I was a smoker then. And I didn't, oh, didn't sure, fair notice, enough. You know. Uh, anyway, so you did some TV, and Correct. you you also did. Uh, I first heard your name when when you were on. I think it was the Kirk and Callahan get together. Yep, they. Uh, no, I like Callahan and I Kirk hate and Kirk. Callahan right. get together. How did you? <laughs> that was the name of the show. Yeah, oh, number one. What? How did? How was that experience? I loved every second of it. You did. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was. Uh, they had me. Well, actually, did they have me on? They didn't have me on. Uh, I think I was trying to get on. Because somebody left, or it was the casting couch. Maybe that's what oh, it was. Oh, was that so what I, it was? Okay. I was trying to get, uh, you know, a, tr a chance to get on there and, you know, show somebody what I could do. I guess. Then I got criticized by the show for a question I asked Bill Belichick. Then after that, I saw that as an opportunity to get in touch with Joe Zarbano to say, "Hey, 
they're coming at me. Let me come back at them because I had reasons for the question that I asked. Okay. So I went back at them and we had a conversation. Yeah. A fiery conversation. Joe, Joe Zarbano, another intern of mine, Ben, huh? That did so well. Can't always bet a thousand. Well, you know, no, he did very, very well. I mean, when it comes to, you know, to get where 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 Joe got within the within that building, you have to be either really talented or have a really brown nose. Which which do you think is uh, applicable here? You tell me. You're the talent evaluator. <laughs> I would say a brown <laughs> nose Intern goes a long master. way. <laughs> And say, let me check my nostrils in your grundle. <laughs> hey, let's make a plug for Sam Adams. The beer? Uh, yeah. Are you having Sam Adams? Yeah, right I now. Am. I love Sam Adams. Love you know it. what? Can I tell you something? We got to get it. Jim Cook to come on this podcast. We should. This is the Oktoberfest. Maybe he could and sponsor in podcast. the orange can, which is uh, delicious. Okay, I'm going to tell, tell right now, this entire group of people here, anybody who brings in a new sponsor of this podcast in 2020 gets half the money. Wow. Half the money. Mark, you want to sponsor the podcast? I'll 20 bucks. <laughs> Good going, Ben. We're going to get a free 10 out of it. Come on, man. you got to get 30 out of them. Come on. Um, it's just some topics to throw out here because the Patriots have been big in the news this week. And you, I know you guys are sports guys, yeah, well, both you guys. Well, I'm not. No, but you and I will sit over here and moderate this. Well, this is why I need to. I'll, I play like the, uh, the the guy that doesn't know anything about sports, so you have to explain things so that the layman can understand. <laughs> right. Just to be clear, you don't play the guy who doesn't know anything. So about if he gets to third base, it's a triple? <laughs> That's a good... You know, I heard Greg Hill made a great comment about Chris Curtis. I thought it was brilliant. Oh? He says, Chris Curtis... Woke up on third base and thought he hit a triple. <laughs> it's just great, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good line. And Lucy was there. Um, <coughs> topics. Patriots. They pay- <laughs> He got the third base. All right, now. Uh, uh, Tom Brady, is he leaving? Is he going to leave? I've been hearing this all week from people trying to drum up topical stuff on the WEEI in 98. Is he going to leave, do you think? Well, you know, he 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 opted out of that extra, you know, he didn't franchise him. And, you know, he built a, he's building a home. And I, What do you think? I don't think he's leaving. I think he's going to be back with the Patriots playing quarterback next season. Um, anything could happen. I would think he would retire before he plays for an – if you mean leaving like he plays for another team. Yeah. I do well, not that's think, one of the choices. No, I don't think – that happens. I think he's back playing for the Patriots. Let me just say this. I don't think what's going on with the offense right now is all Tom Brady's fault. Of course There's not. some things about it not. maybe that he could be doing better, but Tom Brady can still play football to me. I think he's back next year. I think he plays for the Patriots next year. I had a guy tweet me and say that Brady is, you know, done. He doesn't make good decisions. His decision making is bad. And I said, yeah, you know, like the decision of, okay, which fingers will I wear my six rings on? <laughs> yeah. You know, he. He's, he's not making good decisions because there's no good up applicable decisions. The receivers suck. They're not open. He's getting no time to throw. The offensive line is letting people in. That guy Cannon is like a freaking revolving door. Now, what do you think about Antonio Brown? <laughs> uh-huh. Jesus. I know. Safe. Hold nice, on. Nice question. Bill. Hold on. No, I, 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 I threw that in there suddenly. I could, as the, uh, being the layman that I am. I'll yes. tell you what. If I need my furniture thrown off a balcony, I'm calling him. But there's a guy that Brady wouldn't have to worry about out in the field, right? Well, as far as what? Yeah, being able to catch the ball no, and kick some ass. that's true, but yeah. there's so many other worries that go along with well, Antonio Brown. Well, that's true. Brown. <laughs> yeah. I, I think where, the, with Antonio Brown, where's the line for you about rooting for shitheads? I'm all for not having shitheads on the team if it's yeah. possible at all. I think if, well, as long as there are other people who but catch the ball What's the shithead line? Uh, he's crossed it every he crossed time. It. Yeah, okay. you know, over and over again. When you start taking shots at the owner who's going to pay your check, that's you know, true. And yeah. then, you, then you're you're just committing suicide. That's the line for no. you. Well, how would you feel? That shows how stupid he is. How well, would you feel? How stupid he is. Sure. Yeah. But but don't give a shit about that. What if he had an epiphany one day and realized that in his an, pants, what an asshole I've been, and he goes and he, he makes uh, peace with everyone and apologizes. No, it would have to be he, Robert Kraft. He that just has did the epiphany. Yeah. Well, he wrote that apology letter. You know, but see, that shows ago. that he's bipolar, really, because he's doing all this stuff, and he's turning around and going, well, you know, I really am sorry because I'm a good guy, and all of that he does something else It doesn't stupid. show that he's bipolar. It just shows that someone got to him and was like, hey, dummy, you just cost yourself millions upon millions of dollars. You want to rethink this? Well, that's it shows a little craziness in there that's out-of-the-box crazy, don't you think? He apologized, and then after that, he posted on Instagram somebody else that talked about Eggs. Robert Kraft having a finger up his butt. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. You're right about that. What's wrong with that? It's, it's you know. All right, so 
So, uh, so you don't think Brady's leaving? I don't think he's leaving. I mean, <laughs> okay, I, I don't think he's leaving to go to another team, especially. Could he just retire flat out if, if the season is bad and he's done at 42? What do you think? He could. I don't think he will. Do you but think yeah, that he'll possible. beat the? Do you think he'll beat the Bengals this coming weekend? Yes, thankfully because they have you know some footage. Do you bet football? Bengals are tough. Uh, not last week, but no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great great connection for you. BetOnline.ag. And by the way, if, if you, your hairline looks good, you say you won't need Dr. Leonard, but I, I, got, I can hook you up there, too. BetOnline.ag <laughs> is uh, our, our partner in crime here on the betting side. It's not a crime, but you can get on there and get your 50% a welcome bonus, which Ben knows all about. It's, uh, you put in some special letters, Ben, in the little promo box? CLNS50. CLNS50 gets you Five a 50% zero. welcome bet. So if you put 100 in there, you get 150 Yes. Great deal. Oh, yeah, it's like free money. BetOnline.ag, where you can bet on anything you want to, though. The different spreads. I can't tell you the spreads I bet on when I was dating in college. <laughs> uh, who will be the NFL MVP? You can put, you can put anything in. You know, overs, unders, parlays, uh, teases, all that kind of stuff. I can't even tell you about the teases I had when I was dating in college. <laughs> Head over to Bet Online today, or uh, you know, get on your mobile device and, and uh, join up and use the promo code CLNS50. I think it was yeah. CLNS50. Yeah, and get your fifty percent welcome boner a bonus <laughs> on BetOnline.ag. <laughs> your online sports book awesome. experts. I can't begin to tell you it's about all different... the boners I pulled when I was in college. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you walked Wait, in here today... No, 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 no. Right. Let's explore this real quick. Okay. Excuse me? Huh? What'd you do in college? For, you remember, you know, Fred, remember we were talking about Fred Merkel's boner? Yes. Well, there's a word boner that's like when you when you make a mistake. Like a gaff. Yeah. A gaff. A gaff. Sure. A, a yeah. snafu, if you will. <laughs> and uh, I pulled a lot of boners in, in college... Uh, <laughs> I can't talk about most of them right now because largely they're all they've all passed on. They were large. <laughs> all right, so now I've thrown out a couple topics here because I'm a qualified talk show host. Well, this isn't a talk show; it's a podcast, so you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. This is awesome. You swear, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to say shit. Yeah, man. All right. Um, the refs in that last game. Uh, how do I say this in a nice way? They should rot in hell. These refs, right? Do you agree with that? Fuck yeah! They, I mean, yeah. Uh, hey, that was hey. he just busted his cherry. That was a disappointing performance by the refs. Yeah. I, I mean, what I don't understand is all year long, I feel like referees across the league have been trying to let plays play out because then you can rely on the on the replay to bail you out if you need, especially to. scoring play. Scoring play. I don't know why they didn't do it. or the Ugh. fumble. Why wouldn't you let that be a fumble? And then if you go back and review it, sure. we'll see where we're at. That's what made me angry because getting it right is what anybody cares about. When we watch a replay and we realize our original instinct, oh, I was wrong, he did step out, or he didn't step out. And when you get it right and you see the replay ten times like the commentators do, you say, well, okay, fair. You don't feel bad about that Mm. call because you know it's been justified. But when something like this happens where a touchdown from Harry is taken away and you know it's a touchdown, it's like, I thought a scoring play automatically gets... And shouldn't they have somebody in a booth somewhere that says, whoa, 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 yeah, stop. Yep. We on. want to get this right. we yep. got to look at that again. We saw that, yep. And tell them down the field and make them do it. The Harry play was the worst of the bunch, I thought, because it was two referees Would right down the, the sideline looking at it, and then one looks at the other with no clue. Well, well, the, second, the second he had indecision all over his face yes. and the other guy didn't see it, you have to rule touchdown there and go look at it. That guy had no clue. Yep. No clue. You yep. might as well... Go that way because then it's, at least it's a free challenge oh. for the game and it's instead a of one. Play. And yes. it, there's no reason to because Belichick didn't have any challenges left, but it, the league still wants to get it right. So they should be able to say, okay, I'm going to throw a booth challenge here because we saw something that the guy clearly didn't see yeah. and it changes the outcome of the game. And the classic example was the Rams against the Saints. Remember that? The one that changed yeah. who goes to the Super yeah. Bowl? Mm-hmm. That was. Bigger than any of this, but all of them should be gotten right. It, it makes me just say, get rid of replay. <clears throat> well, I like the just idea across of, the board or I, use it all the time. The idea of a booth challenge would, is good. Yeah, but that would suck. Use it all the time. 
but It'd not not so replay, but slow. have somebody up there watching that can just buzz down and say, "Oh, look at that! No, he was inbounds. Move on. It would be right. quick. Fair enough. Right. Or call it the John Wilkes Booth challenge. You know, if you get this wrong, we shoot you in the back of the head from the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm talking about. Right behind the ear. God. You want to talk about a little political stuff that has to do with the letter T? This is like a Sesame Street episode. We're talking about turkey? Did you ever watch Sesame, watch Sesame yeah. Street? Oh, yeah. Hey, you know that guy Oscar the Grouch? Yeah. Yep. I banged him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's why he's so grouchy. Yeah, but uh, I, know, not, I know who used to provide you your blow. <laughs> Snuffleupagus. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but you you know, Big Bird, the person who played Big Bird, just died? Yes. Yes, he did. He's a local guy, too. He, yeah, he was at the Emmys a few years ago, and he sounds just like Big Bird. It was fucking crazy. That's, yeah. I love He's that. up there on the stage talking like Big Bird, but it was this human man. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Supposed to a giant bird man. Yeah. Oh, God, and he was drinking, and he kept saying, put it on my bill. <laughs> uh, tra- tra- first of all, traffic is, as a Lyft driver, I think I'm qualified to say that uh, traffic is the worst it's ever been, and it's driving me absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's bad. Some say it's because there are too many Lyft drivers out there and Uber drivers, that they're crowding the streets. Some are saying because the illegal aliens are driving on the roads. Some are saying no one, not enough people taking mass transit. But whatever it is, the roads are crazy. I think it's because everybody's employed. I went to the Boston Globe today. It took me an hour and 13 minutes to get to, to the Boston Globe today. It's 38 miles. Hour and 13 minutes. And it wasn't even bad traffic day. Um, you were picking up papers for your delivery route? I was. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. I was uh, actually, I was, and I was stuffing inserts. For I'm sure you were. Yeah, which is, <laughs> That's what got Severin fired at TKK. <laughs> oh, no. no, not interns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jeez, this took a left, huh? Uh, anyway, the T's a mess. They, they want more taxpayer money. They're closing down the unsafe lines. Charlie Baker doesn't know what he's doing with that. And why? How could he? No one knows. The T just gets worse and worse and worse all the time. Mo- less safe, not on time, more crowded, more expensive, and it sucks. Someone's got to grab a hold of the whole T thing and deal with it. Do you agree? Privatize it. Privatize it, right? yep. I mean, make it like a business. Make it a business. Make it imagine clean. Isn't government kind of bad at making things a business or the healthcare. I mean, they, whatever they touch turns to shit. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so you try to contact Social Security and ask any questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, my idea no. is let make everybody a Lyft driver. Because <laughs> I'm not a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you will be Ben. Even Ben could be a Lyft driver, and then get rid of the T completely and just pick everybody up, take them to to their, where they're going. Like a, like a T train. <laughs> so you want traffic to be even worse? Well, but I want it to start earlier. I want people to be. I'll say, okay, well, I'm going to pick you up, and take you to work, but you better be ready at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> no traffic, and is be Lyft, wide awake. Is Lyft a sponsor for this show? No, but it should be. Shouldn't Run it, it up a lot. Yeah, that's right. I'm an awesome Lyft driver. You know that I have a five. Point... Oh, is that what you do? Yeah, well, okay. I do that for, as a hobby. Okay, I, I do it for fun, and for fun and stories to tell stories. I have a 5.0 Lyft rating, which means I am tied for first. In America, yes. as the highest-rated Lyft driver. Wow. My rating is 5.0. You can't get any higher. Now, there might be 25,000 people who are tied with me, <laughs> but at least I know there's none better. You're in the upper echelon, <laughs> the elite. The elite Lyft driver. Yeah. I'm awesome at Lyft driving, honest to God. And I have a rule in my car. No farting. Hmm. You know, I, they try to sneak one in on me. I, I, make, I make them get out. <laughs> and I can also tell, this is really weird, I can tell without looking. The nationality of every single person that gets in my lift vehicle uh, with my eyes shut, without looking. How do you know? I Because every single person from every single country in the world has a different smell. Yeah. It's diet-based, you know, what they eat, yeah. or how often they, you know, shower. But I can tell you, it doesn't matter. I, I can tell you if a guy's from Great Britain, you know? Impressive. Yeah, by his cologne. <laughs> and so and I'm telling you, though, this is true. I have that innate sense now to know exactly. Uh, you, <laughs> I'm serious. That old factory just kicks right it's, in. Yeah. I can tell if they're hippies. I can tell if they're from Georgia. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. 
Now, I hear that this is the time of the season. <laughs> do you do any commercials? On uh, do you like do voiceovers? No, they don't let us. They don't we, let you. We uh, we'd like to. We've never done one. I've never done one in three years. A live Seriously, read? really? No. That seems like no, they're wasting. You're wasting your ability. I wish we could. I don't uh, have questions. Why are you bringing up the stupid Lionel Train commercial? No, again? no, no. The one you did. Is it for still the... running? Is it running again? It might be soon. Son of a gun. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Ben, the voice of the Lionel train thing, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. For years. I a, know. It was a hobby. Did you get paid for that? I recorded in like 2012. Yeah. Did, you, did, you get, um, did you get paid? No, of course not. Uh, I just heard a spot that I, the one I hate this time of year <laughs> is the pajama gram. Now, it, it should be pajama gram because that rhymes, pajama yeah. gram, but a lot of people <clears throat> say pajama gram and they sound like a, a moron. Well, they are. Now, before you go any further, I've seen this product. <laughs> Nudies. I've felt it. Yeah. It's everything that they claim it to be. Well, that's fine. It's now, awesome. if there's any if there's any other behavior that the customer takes part in, I don't know about that. What? <laughs> I have them. Nudies? Yeah. You have oh, fantastic. You do. Yes. You wear them? Yes. Now? Yeah. Yeah, you want me to take my pants off? <laughs> Is there a special gad pouch for your tiny unit? Mm. <laughs> Can't tell you that. No, here's the thing. I heard Greg Hill doing the spot, and I, you know, and he's got Danielle there with him, yep. and, and I'm like, okay, you know, I get it, it's this time of year. They sell pajamas, and they sell a lot of them. And they and do a great job you on know, that promo spot. code. They do. Yep. And then I heard Dale do the same spot, and I almost puked. <laughs> I almost had to pull over and puke because it was Dale. Dale saying, "Pajama Graham, you're gonna love the nudies and the." And I'm going, "Oh shit! Shut the fuck up, Dale! You're making me sick." Oh, Dale. Because Dale talk about anything nude makes me want to just croak. It's disgusting. I know why. Dale, Dale hates doing those commercials. I don't know. What's the matter, Mark? Mark, Mark. I, I don't want to think about that. See, that's what I'm saying. But he's on the ads, isn't he? Yeah. Dale. Well, what happens is the order comes don't in. Don't forget to get your nudies. Call Pajamagram and put in the promo code for nudies. <laughs> the client wants everybody you, you, you on know, the stage. You know you're getting a text this week, right? That's right. I, I will, too. I'll get beaten up. You're close what? to Dale. No, oh. I don't know. In fact, Dale is funny. I'll tell, I'll tell an insider story. When I was going, to, going for the night job there, <laughs> I don't know if I should tell this. I always thought Dale didn't like me. I didn't know why. I mean, we got, you know, semi-cordial. And then uh, someone told me that when I was up for the night job, yeah. they heard Dale say, well, I don't care who gets the night shift as long as it's not Adams. Oh. oh and I thought, oh, man, that hurts. You mean mutt? No, what? <laughs> you actually heard him say that or that was hearsay? Uh, was hearsay. Anyway, <laughs> so so then I said, I said, oh, Dale doesn't like me. I said it on the air one night, you know, just for fun and... And he came into the studio the next day and says, well, I was on the air and says, what do you mean I don't like you? I'm a card-carrying Planet Mikey guy. Bingo. I said, well, you didn't wear your nudies. (laughs) 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 No, you know, Dale and I always got along good, but I don't think he ever liked me, so that's just the way it is. That, That happens. That Most happens. people don't ever actually like you. Might have, might have been your fault. One of those girls I was talking about in college didn't like me. I was stunned. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you're not going to get pajama grams for your... Uh, I already your, have them. I'm not talking about for you. I'm talking about for your girlfriend. She already had... Who do you think got them for me? Jesus, you think I went out and bought them? So you know what's worse than that? No. I heard Mutt today doing a commercial for this stuff, Blue Chew. Yeah. It's like uh, Viagra in a chewable form. Oh. You know... If I see, if I ever went back to that station, I saw him walking around chewing on something. I would run away so fast. You know, was he walking around a little monkey boner, trying, <laughs> humping a football when no one's looking? I mean, what's up? What's up with that? And he, why is he always doing this ED stuff? You know, he did that what that clinic. I think he has boner issues. Personally, I don't know. I don't know personally, but but I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he just, uh, yeah, I, I have no control. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is good hint water. I still think much would be a guest on this show. Mutt will never come in on this show because he's a pussy. Oh. I think he should be a guest. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I throw it out there. Mutt, you want to come in here on this show? You can bring your bodyguard. You know, don't come heavy. Who's his bodyguard? <laughs> <laughs> bring the trombone. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we we can have it out right here on the right on the podcast. I don't care. I don't care anymore. It's like, I don't give a shit. This way you guys can bury the hatchet and part as friends. It's Christmas. Come on. <laughs> All I want to do is have him admit how he totally fucked up my career by being an asshole on the air. And it'll be done. The whole thing will be over. I mean, Dino apologized. Dino's a man. Mutt's a little dink. Well, give him an opportunity. 
but I'm in the process of getting over the whole mutt thing. Can you tell? <laughs> Bill, how many years of this podcast is that, is that going to go on? <laughs> I know. I told you, my vendettas, uh, I'm not Italian, but I can carry a vendetta with, with the best of them, you know, forever and ever. And I never got an apology from mutt, you know? I mean, even Minahan apologized. You know what I mean? All right. And we let's, know he's an asshole. Go. Are let's you picking on the Italians? No, I'm not. I, I, you so, know better than that. I, I, no, I don't. I love Italians. <laughs> I do. I'm an honorary Italian. Excellent. Now, where are you from? I'm from Midfield, Massachusetts. Oh, you're not from Providence? No. Okay, that's just the show pretending. No, no, no. Yeah, we're, well, the show's, show's in Providence. not even in Providence. I've never, been, I've never lived in Rhode Island. Where, I, where do you don't record that in Providence? Warwick. Warwick. Okay, well, that's, that's yeah, so Providence. We it, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, small place. Yeah. yeah. What do you do it from TF Green Airport or right near there? Mm -hmm. Seriously, it's an office park. We have to land planes during the commercial break. It, it's, it's a small, it's a small state. <laughs> they, they do they drug tests for that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that. You have to have a certain amount of drugs in your system. Yeah, but you're above the law. I've been hearing this all every single hour. Who, me? The, everybody's saying, "Oh, the Democrats are no one's above the law." I hear it over and over and over again. It's yeah. like they, they're all repeating from the same playbook. You know, we have to get Donald Trump out of because no one's above the law. Mm. Okay, but let me ask you a question. Was Bill Clinton above the law? Didn't, didn't he lie and perjure himself? Yeah. yeah he didn't go to jail, though. Jeffrey so he's Holden. above the law. Eric Ted Holden. Kennedy, didn't he, like, you know, drown a woman in, a, in, a, in the pouch of pond down in Martha's Vineyard? Didn't he? He's, so he's above the law. Dick Cheney, he shot a guy in the face? <laughs> he, is, is, is he above the law? Oh, God. How about Eric Holder? Contempt of Congress? There you go. He's, he's above the law. Oh, he is above Anthony Weiner, what'd he do? <laughs> oh, he got bagged. He got, <laughs> Charlie Rangel. How about that guy Menendez? These guys are all politicians, and they're all above the law, right? Yeah. How about the, when you see the video of the people sneaking across the border? Yeah. And they're they're all above the law. How about the sac how about the sanctuary cities where they say, Well no, you can't come get this guy because we protect some people illegally from, from criminal repercussions of whatever they did wrong. Above the law mm -hmm. is what they are. So I think they should take that term and throw it the hell out. You know, I wasn't above the law when I got busted in a car wash. Yep. Right? You wanna Clearly. get in on this one, Mark? <laughs> you wanna weigh in? Our guest is pondering. Give us your political leanings. I think he's thinking about the Patriots. Still, still thinking about the like those fucking refs. <laughs> this is Mikey's show. And Kill Harry had a touchdown. <laughs> oh, I don't care about above the law. You know who's above the law? You know, Gordon Hayward. He's above the law. I just love these legislators. Though they talk about it like it's nothing. And then you got in the Carter administration, four Democrats, two Republicans busted. In the Reagan administration, eleven Democrats, four Republicans busted. George H. W. Bush, two Democrats, two Republicans. Clinton, eight Democrats, two Republicans. George W. Bush, three. D's and four R's. Barack Obama, five Democrats, six Republicans. Trump's had three Republicans busted. They're all above the law. What is it? Just had to get that off my... Uh... So the final tally was out of 33 to 23. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> is, the, is the score as we... Uh... Thanks. We know it to be right Thanks now. for keeping tabs on so this. So you actually looked all that up. I did. Well, because you know what? I got nothing to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. You know, most people have jobs. I, I got to ask you. I, I, um, <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame. We were talking about a certain guest for this week. Dwight Evans. Dwight Evans. Yep. Not getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And? Sad. I'm sad about it. Eight, he got eight votes. You needed ten. You know, I've been through this with Louis Tion, who should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. I've done statistical studies on Tion compared to Jim Bunning, compared to Catfish Hunter, and the stats are the same. Mm -hmm. But they don't put Tion in. Okay. I think they have anti-Cuban bias. Yeah, now what do you think? Voting. I do. What do you think it is in this case? You know, how could he have not been voted in? Because Dwight things. Evans is Cuban. You didn't know that? <laughs> you, must, didn't, you didn't hear that? That must be it. Just two things. He played at the same time that Daryl Evans played. Daryl Evans had 411 home runs, and he was a left-handed hitting strikeout. You know, he struck out a lot. Bad face on the guy. <laughs> Daryl Evans. I mean, really, he looked like he played goalie for the dart team. Bad face. Did he look like face a, was you bad. probably know this. I think Dwight Evans had more home runs than anybody else in the in the 80s. Is that right? He had, no, he had more, and Mike Schmidt had more, but Mike he had, had more, more uh, Total bases. Total bases. More extra base hits. He drove in 900 runs, I believe, uh, in the in How the, is in Harold the 80s. Baines in the Hall of Fame and Dwight Shouldn't Evans be. is not in the Hall of Fame? Exactly my point. And, and, and Dwight Evans, an add -up. by the way, Harold Baines had s similar statistics. 
hitting-wise as Dwight Evans. But Dwight Evans had eight gold gloves. Harold Baines never put on a glove. Mm. He was a DH. So Evans should be in the Hall of Fame uh, based on the 385 home runs. Uh, uh, If you put him up against all the Hall of Famers who played in the 80s, I'm talking Ripken, I'm talking about Eddie Murray, I'm talking about Schmidt, Vyount, Evans is right there with him on every single stat for the decade of the 80s. And all you got to do is dominate for a decade, mm-hmm. and they, you should get great Hall of Fame consideration. But look at the GG gold gloves in his record. There's eight of them, and he was the best right fielder I ever saw except for Clemente. That's it. One guy in my whole life of watching baseball was better than Dwight Evans. I want to get him on here and talk about it. I feel bad for what happened that he's not in right now because he really, really deserves it. He's been a stellar citizen, and the t- number 24 should be retired at Fenway Park once he's in the Hall of Fame. And forget Manny. Mm. Well, let me ask you real quick. <clears throat> if Harold Baines wasn't in the Hall of Fame, would you be a little more okay with this? No. Well, I've been on this Dwight Evans thing for years. No, I, I know you have, but I've always said there's got to be – there's got to be those guys that are really good that are the ones that are like, well, these were the ones who were really good, but they're well, just not there. The Harold Baines thing put everybody over the top because if you look at the stats on the on the baseball sites, you know, where they have a darkened print when someone leads the league in a category, Dwight Evans did a lot of that. I mean, maybe 15 different times he led the league in something, okay? But Harold Baines has one time, one time he led the league in slugging once. And he's in? Why? Did he win MVPs? Did he win World Series? Did he do spectacular? Nothing in the field. It's a bad call. The question is why. Yeah. I, I think Mo- Tony LaRusso got Most seasons in the 1980s with at least 20 home runs, 95 RBI, and an OBP of 375 or better. Dwight Evans six times, Mike Schmidt five, Eddie Murray four. Yep. How is wow. he not in the Hall of Fame? Wow. That's that a good is question. A, and he's not eligible again for what? Three years? 2022? It's sickening so? and... Uh, I've been, you know, and I've been really frustrated about this whole thing with Tion as well because I mean, Tion had forty nine shutouts. I mean, come on, man! He was a twenty game winner four uh, four times. He won two ERA crowns. He had the lowest ERA in the American League in seventy years back in sixty eight. It was the lowest ERA they'd had in seventy years, one point six zero. I mean, Tion gets the same screw job on the Hall of Fame, and I'm. Damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I, I just don't understand how some of these things work. Some of these voters. I, uh, he's a super nice guy, though. I interviewed him at the Salem Country Club. Dwight, Dwight Evans. Dwight Evans yeah, a few years guy. ago. Class act. Super nice guy. Um, <coughs> Local, our, one it? of our other sponsors I want to mention is uh, Dr. Robert Leonard. And for those of you that don't have, don't have any bald people in your life, it's a great gift to give, <laughs> to give them the gift of hair. What you can do is, seriously, call 1-800-GET-HAIR. And, and have a, a no-obligation free consultation for that loved one of yours that's bald, even if it's your dog. And uh, they have six offices, and they, have the, they do the greatest, the finest work when it comes to permanent hair restoration. Dr. Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti out of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hey, by the way, Warwick, huh? Ah. Yep, Salem, New Hampshire, that's right. <laughs> Worcester, Boston, Braintree. Newton. They have six offices, and they're fabulous people. And it's your own. They they will reinstall your own permanently growing hair from your own head. Let's get an unsolicited testimony from uh, Mark, our guest, about your head of hair. It's pretty good, isn't it? Outstanding head of you hair. Know? So you had work done. <laughs> I did. I had Dr. Robert Leonard do my. Hair. I would have looked like seriously. I would have looked like a a uh, Corinthian monk. <laughs> Because I had I had the shiniest bald spot in the back of my head, and I was starting to look like you know, uh, who's the guy on Taxi, the little guy, Danny DeVito. Dan- yeah, <laughs> Taxi. I mean, yeah, you you got a great head of hair. You're. I, was I he on something else? You strike me as sort of a hairy kind of man, and I, I don't I really am. think there you is. look like a catcher's uh, mitt either. I am. I got. No, you know, he does. I got a <laughs> like per- one of the old catcher's mitts, like a like block really small ones. I got a permanent. <laughs> I got a permanent hair farm going in my navel now, in case I need some sprucing up. <laughs> Um, Who does? The lint helps it grow. <laughs> uh, I have a, a, a quiz for you two guys, okay? All right. Now, you know, Kirk Minahan had his, what was his podcast called? Enough About Me? Uh, enough yes. About Me. Yes. Yes. Well, I figured there's this, this one subject you two guys may not know about. It would be, be me, your co-host on tonight's podcast. So this is about you, Mikey. Well, it, it, it is, but it's a true-false, so it's very simple. Well, I'm going to say something, and it, you tell me if it's true or false, and we'll go back and forth. Excellent. Can we okay. use Bill Smith as a lifeline? I'll be the li- Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. And so the, there's 10 questions. So I'm going to start with Mark Dondero, yeah. Don Diego de la Vega, and I'm going to say true or false. Mikey once ate 22 pancakes in one sitting. Absolutely true. 
False. I ate. <laughs> I ate twenty. <laughs> Caught him. All right. No, that that's zero for one. Ben, <laughs> I can live with a, that wrong answer dick. though. Mikey was it. never convicted of a crime. True or false? True. That is true. I was arrested. Yes. Not convicted. Okay. Well, I got probation. How many, t- for- <laughs> how many times have you been arrested? To a, two. <laughs> how many? <laughs> two wrong. Two-ish. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's, so it's one to nothing now. Okay. Mark? Okay. Right. Mikey never met a beetle. Yes, true. You know Mark Bertrand. You don't no, know no, Mark no, Bertrand. No. Then, oh, I thought this question you. was about Mark Bertrand. I, I, no. no. <laughs> All right, so By the way, I got, I, got, I got to say, I love his hair. Um, <laughs> the question was, Mikey never met a beetle, B-E-A-T-L-E. Oh, okay. That kind. Um, true. True. You, you would never come across any of the beetles. beetles. Okay. I'm sorry, but it's false. Mm. What beetle I met did you meet? Pete Best. No, oh, you. No, that's not. No, a beetle. that's a beetle. Oh, oh, that he was in oh. the Beatles. So shh, come on. Sorry, okay. sorry, Mark. The that drummer. Lame. Yeah. No, but you're right. You'd be right if you went with John Paul, Ringo. George, and Ringo. But no, I met Pete Best, and he was cocked. Well, no. <laughs> no. all right, uh, Ben. Mikey's dad was an FBI agent. True. Did I already talk about that? You just told that a million times. I'm, I'm digging a hole here. So you, I thought you might have investigated that. <laughs> you talked about it literally on last week's episode. Oh, it's with two nothing. You haven't won yet, champ. All right. <laughs> All right, Mark. Once Mikey once had the lead role in Fiddler on the Roof. False. True. I mean, you're right. It's false. <laughs> I I never I never had the lead. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one, you got one and you okay. got two. Yes. All right, Ben, back to you. Uh, I should I should I should skip this. Why? Because I think you might have heard this story already. Well, so let's hear it. I'm sure I have. All right. Mikey once took porn star Marilyn Chambers on a date. True. False. I knew I, that. No. Ah, I took that. her to the dentist. <laughs> oh, that's right. Ah, that's not a date. Sorry, you have two. He has one. That's, okay, that's, it's not th- a date. Taking him to the one. dentist yeah. is not a date. She had a, three to one. You don't have three. Yes, I do. You have FBI agent. You yeah. have the conviction of the crime, and you got that one wrong. Marilyn Chambers. No, no, no. it's two. It's two to one. That was only two my third to question. One. That was yeah. the third. Oh, never mind. All right, here Ooh, we go. We got to stop Mark. Mark. Mikey is undefeated lifetime. As a baseball pitcher. True. It is true. 5-0 and in Little League, 1-0 in high school, 6-0 and with a save, undefeated. Thank Very you very impressive. much. It's all tied up at two, Ben. Yeah. Now you're in the hole, Ben. <sighs> ben, Mikey's mom was on Broadway in the play Carousel. False. That is false. That's 3-2. Mark, Mikey once played tennis with Bjorn Borg. No way. That's false. It is false. I did see him at an airport, though. <laughs> <laughs> it must be love. <laughs> so you got two? No, I got three. You got three? You got three? Yes. Okay. Tie bracket time. Mark Dondero. Mikey shook hands with all this three. Is my question. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what did I, did I skip one? I don't know. Oh, wait. So he's got three. So you, this is for the win. This is for yes. the win. This is yes. the last one. That's right. Shit. If I miss it, you're going to have to come up with another question. Mikey shook hands with all three of these Hall of Famers in the same day. Johnny Bench, Hank Aaron, Ted Williams. False. It is false. Ah! <laughs> all right. No, that's fine. There's no way. That's I shook fine. hands with all three of them, but yeah. on totally separate days. Yeah, I was thinking there was, I was trying to be like, I know he's been a fantasy You shook camps. hands with Ted Williams. Yes, I did. Wow. And Hank Aaron. And you Hank know, Hank Aaron. Aaron wasn't that friendly. I went up to him and I said, I just want to shake hands with the greatest home run hitter of all time. I put my hand on. He shook my hand. He just walked away like, like yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's because he just hit the breaking home run. You stormed the field, shook his hand. <laughs> that, as was third. That, that was me. That was you. The interaction yeah, I, I had with Jim did. Rice. He wasn't was friendly. Me. Jim Rice. Who, who's the biggest? Jim Rice is notorious for being an asshole. He's always been nice to me. Okay, Jim well, Rice. he's still notorious for being an asshole. He's tough. He's he, he used to be a lot tougher with the with the public than he is now. Okay, toughest, much athletes, better now. Both of you, because you obviously have had to do locker room. You've had to do press conferences with Belichick, yeah, and and Brady and the likes. 
toughest athlete to deal with. Easily the biggest dick I ever came across. Yeah. Well, that's got to be Frank Robinson. A guy named... Oh, oh, hey, not no, a I'm big name. <laughs> but his name... Do you remember Brian Stork? Patriot yeah, yeah, center. yeah. Center. Oh, man. Was he bad. Was really? he bad news? Brutal to talk to in the locker room. Because he was dumb? Or? Oh, he just... He, I asked him once for a one-on-one interview, and I started asking him questions. One-word answer. One-word answer. I, have to, I said after, I was like, dude, you didn't have to say yes. Was, <laughs> right. Just you should right, shut me yeah. off. Another guy, Cassius Marsh. Go ahead, Mikey. Well, no, Bill, I've heard Billy that. Martin... I had uh, <sighs> Billy Martin was. I went to Yankee Stadium to cover a game, and it was right after Billy Martin had punched the marshmallow salesman in the face down in. T- <laughs> <laughs> and it, so he had a lawyer sitting after the game for the interviews that we were doing after the game. He had a lawyer was sitting with him because they didn't want him to say anything that would. I don't know. So Oil Cam Boyd was pitching, and in the third inning, he's pitching great, shutting down the Yankees, and, and all of a sudden Martin goes out and says, "Complaints to the ump. The, the, the chains around Oil Can's neck are distracting my hitters." So they made oil can take the chains off, and then he got lit up. For some reason, psychologically, whatever, oil can gave up a bunch of hits, and the Yankees went ahead, and they won the game. So after the game, I'm, I'm okay, we've got to interview Billy Martin. we go in with the TV crew, and everybody's in the locker room. So I thought I'd be clever, and I'd say, <laughs> so, Billy, you kind of yanked oil can's chain a little bit there in the sixth, fourth inning, didn't you? And he looked at me, he goes, we won that game with our bats, and he starts yelling at me. You know, that's an awesome. Like I'm, an, I'm an asshole for asking him that. You know, and I'm like, whoa! And I backed up a step, and my camera guy's like, Whoa. and he's yelling at me in front of everybody, like, because as if I took something away from his victory by suggesting that that chain yanking incident had anything to do with it, which it clearly did. How did you feel being uh, berated by the? Well, as soon as he said that to me, like in such a rude vo- voice, I, I turned to the camera guy. I go, I go. Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk to this asshole. <laughs> that's, like, well, then, that's great TV, though. You didn't use that? No, well, I'm not going to use that. It was Channel 3. And okay. was TV. No, they wouldn't let me use that. But I was pissed because, like, fuck you, Billy. Yeah. You know, and I, after that, I never really liked him. Turns out I was on Channel 3 anchoring the night he died driving into his driveway. Oh, Wasn't it, it was like Christmas Eve. Yeah. <clears throat> I was working, and I was on the air, and, I, and I, Billy Martin died, and, I, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, Billy Martin, tragically, you know, I tried to give it the straight of, you know, he managed to... Died ironically, sliding home. Oh, you know? and, and get the fuck out of here! Did you really say that? Uh, yeah, I did because that's what happened. He, no, I know he, he slid into a tree or something. You know, yes. <laughs> but he was a dick. I mean, he was such a dick to me. I was like, oh my god! I, I and really, and I also didn't like Reggie Jackson either. Really? He was a creep. I love these stories. He's a creep? Yeah, he was a, just a real jerk. Mean to people, well, you know. Is this, oh, okay. You were working in Connecticut. Is Channel yeah. Three Connecticut? Yeah, Channel okay. Three is Hartford. Yeah, wow. and they used to, the great thing about Hartford was that they they'd send you on a sports story, and they you'd cover Boston and New York. So if there was either, I you know we covered the football giants, you know, in eighty six when they were good, when they won their Super Bowl, you know, with uh, Hostetler and, and Sims, they'd send you. I went to the uh, Mets and the Red Sox every game of the World Series. Up and down the highway with free hotel rooms and press passes. It was oh. the greatest thing ever. Golden my, age of TV. It was my first road trip for, for in the television industry. And I here I am on the field at the World Series. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. It's a great job. Never mind that I'm getting six bucks an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, and they, you know, Bruins, when they're playing... There was one year I went to the NBA Finals, the Bruins Stanley Cup. You know, I... Uh, I didn't go to my first Super Bowl until 97, but I covered the Red Sox and World Series. I mean, it was, like, joyful for me to have that gig. Really, really good gig. Plus, uh, you know, I always had on a nice jacket. and You know, my hair was coiffed, and uh, the, the chicks couldn't take their eyes off me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, the 75-year-old I mean, ones. freak. <laughs> Blue hair. Who's that? The 75-year-old ones. They really, really they dug it. So uh, I just got one more story, okay? What do you guys got? You got anything you want to throw in here? No. Oh, oh, hold on. What is it? The T-shirts. <laughs> Tell me the T-shirt guy yes. on 617apparel.com yes. has the Planet Mikey podcast T-shirt. Oh. But he's also got this new uh, T-shirt, and I want to show you, even though this is, this is radio, I want to show you guys uh, uh, a picture of his newest shirt, which I think is awesome. It says, New England against the refs. New England versus the refs. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's pretty cool. He's also it. got one called Embrace the Hate, you know, the hate for the Patriots yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. But go to the 617apparel.com and check out the shirts. Uh, 
the Tommy the T-shirt guy has told me that if you right now on his site you go on twenty five percent off. Wow. Yeah. So you can get all kinds of cool stuff, and they make great stocking stuffers. <laughs> <laughs> They're really nice. They as, certainly do. You know, as stocking stuffers, and you know those last minute gifts for those loved ones of yours. Also, <laughs> we were talking about Hartford. I want to mention that uh, a very dear friend of mine, uh, iconic anchor woman Denise Desenzo, died suddenly on Saturday at the age of sixty-one. Huh. I worked with her for six years, you know, along with Don Lark and Jerry Brooks and Gail King, and Denise, and she was healthy. She was a nice woman. She was a, a, she was one of these women who was just unbelievably nice to everybody. Everybody loved her, yeah. and uh, so I'm, I'm just want to send my condolences to her family. Denise Desenzo passed away last weekend, and I'm we're all really really sad about that. Did they say what she died? She's only sixty one. Yeah, it was a real sudden thing because she was in good shape and and, and everything, and wow. uh, and she was beautiful, beautiful. She was a former Miss Ohio. Wow. She she came into Channel Three in '86, right when I started, right right after I started there, and we were really really good friends. And it's an awful, awful. Everybody's just so shocked and yeah. saddened by it. You know, it's yeah. a terrible thing. So for all my Connecticut friends who were going to miss her on the airwaves, you know, uh, and my condolences to Denise Desenzo's family. I actually know uh, Denise's current co-anchor Dennis House pretty well. Yeah. Dennis, they've been together on yeah. the anchors chairs for twenty years. He, over that, I texted him. He's obviously devastated. It was terrible to him. He had to make the announcement. Oh God, I can't even. Imagine. He had to go on after being her friend and her co-anchor for twenty five. And he was all choked up, obviously, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know. But you know, it was that kind of news and sad news <laughs> in Connecticut. I so enjoyed work. I made her laugh. We used to have the best time. And she, in the elevator, she was very tall. She's about five eleven, and she would get in the elevator and point to my bald spot. And, and make fun of me, you know, and laugh about it. She goes, oh, you're getting thinner up there. You know, and of course, Dr. Leonard has since taken care of that. Was she the motivation for you to go to Dr. Leonard? Hey, tall, anchored women are all, have always been my motivation. And this, But this woman was particularly beautiful, and, uh, you know, I'm really sad about her departure from this earth. But I'm happy to have Mark Dondero in here. Thanks for having me. did a me. good job, too. Yeah, I appreciate that. This is fun. What do you, you think get, so far, Mark? I love this. This I, Here's what I think. You got to find a way to video t- record this. A double Shit. arbitrage. You got to get this on video. You got to use that talent. That's what I think. That's right. Kids, set something up for him. Yeah. Well, high def has not been good to me. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll get something done. Yeah. In the future, you know, we might have. You never know. You won't be able to watch this show on your watch someday. You know, I think that's <laughs> what we're looking for for the high tech. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Dondero and Kitchen. Much Mark and Kitchen Mark show. And kitchen on show. One hundred three point seven FM every single Saturday. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday, Saturday nine to eleven. My weekend days confused. They uh, let you guys say hi to us when uh, when you're on the air. We've said it once or twice. Well, give out the phone number, will you? Yeah, you yeah, know. we got to give out that. That's on me. That's on me. Seven, three, one twenty-eight seven is the phone number. <laughs> Only yeah, that's way. on me. That's one hundred percent on me. I get wrapped. I up should in the probably know it. <laughs> I just don't even know the it. The Only it'd way just, it'd be good to know something, Ben. No, I've gotten this far, this long. No, I mean it's basically a producer and a TV person doing a radio show. So we, you know, we just get by. Yeah, I think that's the app description of the show. Just getting by, and just getting by FM. <laughs>